This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. I had a question this week that as I think about it, I get this question a lot. This question was from a mom who was asking whether or not she should make her child go to church because she says her child doesn't like the church, doesn't want to go, and she wants to know she should, first of all, make the child go to church. And if so, uh, should she change churches uh, because the child doesn't like the church? Well... Uh, first of all, yes, uh, you, you have a responsibility as parent to be spiritual leader and discipler of your children and evangelizer uh, of your children. Your, your primary calling is that of evangelist, and, and that means that you're giving priority to the gathered worship of the people of God and to being under the preaching of the Word of God and participating in the worship of uh, the people of God. And so if, if you say, well, I am going to make sure that you have an education when it comes to math and reading and chemistry and, and, and whatever, uh, regardless of whether or not you want to go, because I know this ultimately is good for you, and then you, you say, but if you don't want to go to church, I'm not going to make you, then you are giving evidence of, the, of your priorities, and, and your priorities are, are ultimately atheistic. Not intentionally, but ultimately that's what it is, because what you're saying is what matters for you is external success, and what matters for you is that you're able to make it in the world. But what, when it comes to uh, gathering with the people of God, then I'm just going to leave that up to you. That's a really, really, really bad decision to make, a really, really bad signal to, to send. And so while the child is in your home, you have that responsibility to Deuteronomy 6, walk alongside and, and cultivate what it means to be under the influence of the Word of God, even if that child is not yet a Christian. So yes, you, you do need to make your child go to church. The second part of your question, though, is what interests me a little bit more. Because when you say your child doesn't want to go to church and doesn't, doesn't like going to church, and should you then move churches over that, that really is going to depend on why it is that your child doesn't like going to church. And so it, it could be that your child says to you, well, I find church boring I don't like sitting through sermons and singing. That I wouldn't worry about at all. I have an Anglican priest friend uh, who said the other day, I think that our children are not bored enough. And uh, I think there's, there's something good about a, a sense of taking a break from endless entertainment uh, going, uh, going on around them in order to see something that is weighty and something that is, is heavy. So in the same way that a child might at a funeral say, you know, I just, I don't like this because I don't, 
uh, we don't have uh, those those jumpy uh, houses outside for that, or we don't have uh, video game consoles set up for us uh, while we're here. At the, we say it's a funeral. This, this isn't about entertaining you. This is about honoring this this person who has died. The worship of the living God is not about entertaining you. The worship of the living God is about giving worship and reverence and awe to God through Jesus Christ. That wouldn't bother me uh, one bit. And there are often times where people think that they are bored and think that they are sort of disconnected from what's going on, where the Word of God is nonetheless taking root. I've known people who have assumed all through their childhood years that they just were checked out as they're sitting there. Uh, they, they, they couldn't remember a thing that was said in the pulpit, but the Word of God took root. And so I wouldn't worry about that part. It could be, though, that what your child is saying is there, there are some real problems that I'm facing at the church. So I've known some people who've had children who, for instance, are being bullied uh, during the, the, the children's programming at the church. I've known other people who have had children who aren't able to fit in uh, in their youth group because in the one case, uh, the children don't have, uh, don't have smartphones and all the other kids do and they're making fun of them. Or they have a, a situation where they don't wear the same sorts of expensive clothes that people in this very affluent church uh, wear. And so they're being isolated and, and marginalized by that. And I believe that. I mean, there, there, are, there is a lot of meanness that can go on in church youth groups that the parents don't see because they see their children only in relationship to them, and so they don't see that side of the children. And sometimes you have youth leaders who have too many other things going on. They're not able to pay attention to this, and the kids who are experiencing this don't go to them. And so they're just in a very awkward place. I would sit down and say, what's going on and why don't you like going to church? I've also known someone whose whose child said, I don't like going to church because uh, I feel like it's a, a source of temptation for me. In that particular church, the other kids were pressuring this kid to participate in all sorts of things that he didn't, he, he didn't as a Christian want to participate in. Okay, find that out. And don't immediately say, well, that means we're going to leave the church. You are part of this church, and you have an accountability to the church, and you have a responsibility uh, for the church. And so the first thing that I would do is to say, okay, if these things are going on, then I'm going to talk to those who are, uh, who are part of the leadership here. Don't immediately go to the senior pastor and elders. Go immediately to the person who has responsibility directly over this. And don't come with an accusatory tone of saying, you should be doing this better and you should be doing that better. Usually, what you're going to end up with are people who are frazzled already because they're trying their best to manage a, a ministry that is really uh, difficult, and they, they're exhausted and they don't have enough help. So it could be that, that what you do is to come in and say, how can I help you to address this? Now, if the response is, well, we don't really care. We don't, we don't care if your kid's being beaten up in Sunday school, or we don't care if people are making fun of your child's disability, then you take it on up the ladder and start talking to, to those who are in higher levels of responsibility. Again, with a in view, reconciliation. How can we work this through? 
and make sure that we're, uh, we're dealing with this because it's not just your child that is in jeopardy here. You have other children who would be coming into the same situation. Maybe they're not even there yet, but they would be there in the, in the future. You want to address that. And you want to address the children that are becoming the stumbling block, if it genuinely is a stumbling block. That's harmful for them in the long term. And so work that through the chain. Again, if your church says to you, hey, we don't, we don't care about all of this, smoking weed outside of Sunday school is just what our kids do. Okay, well then, yeah, you probably do need to find a, a, a different church. Church is going to uh, going to follow uh, New Testament principles. But that's that's going to be a really, really rare situation. Usually, what's happening is something that the church just isn't aware of, and then work on that, and then just spend time keeping the channels of communication open with your child about uh, about what it is that your child likes or, or, or doesn't like. And it could be that uh, this, this opens up avenues for you to, to talk about all of the sorts of things that God uh, gives in our life as disciplines so that we ultimately are able to enjoy them, but we don't enjoy them yet. So in the same way that you may have a, a child who doesn't like going to guitar practice, but who, after going through years of guitar practice, loves playing the guitar. Ah, spiritual disciplines are often like that as well. We, we start out, we don't know what to do, we don't know what's going on around us, and God cultivates us through that, disciplines us to be able then to, to know how to, to worship. Keep those conversations going. Don't bark at your child and say, I can't believe that you would come to me and say that you don't like church. Don't shame the child because all you're going to do, you're not going to then address the underlying question. You're just going to give the child the understanding, well, I can't talk to you about that. And so I'm just going to keep that secret. I'm going to keep that hidden. And usually what that means is I'm just going to keep this under wraps until I'm 18 and I'm out of here and I can do what I want. That's not what you want. You want this out in the open so that you can address it, and so you can talk about how one can find joy in the worship of God, how one can find uh, meaning and purpose in the gathering of the people of God and, and worshiping with the people of God. And one of the things that I've often seen is that because our churches often do not have uh, ways of service for kids and teenagers— then you end up with a situation where often kids and teenagers don't like church because they don't see themselves as part of the church. They don't see themselves as part. It, it could be that what you need to do is to spend some time thinking through how can, if God has given to all of the people of God gifts for the upbuilding of the body, then that means that if your child's a believer, God's given that child some way of contributing to the edifying uh, of the rest of the body. Maybe that's handing out bulletins at the beginning of the service, or maybe that's taking up the offering, or maybe that's uh, participating in a mission trip or, or uh, participating in a, uh, a door-to-door evangelism uh, campaign or uh, a soup kitchen. Find ways for your child to serve within the context of the church, and I think you'll be surprised at how that will then work on and transform the heart of your child.
This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com equip.